trying to peg it back. High class Harry though. Harry just keeps on kicking. High class Harry, good luck in Melbourne. And then stick at it. Judder in front getting weary, 75 to run. Has a margin though, and Judder's going to go down to the line and win by a length and a half to remember. Right off the track here, Skins coming home strongly. Finishing right home over the top, Skins. Dashed up, grabbed the lead and Skins races clear. To the front, Costello in front from She's Ideal. It's Costello clinging on, and Costello wins the Rose Hill Gold Cup. G'day, punters. Welcome to the Sydney Review Show. Uh, we're going to be recapping the Golden Eagle meeting at Rose Hill on Saturday. See how waterlogged Rob Scurry got. Um, but we'll start with you, Mark Shane. The Golden Eagle, the race itself. What uh, what impression did you get from the from the spectacle of the four year old? Um, well, the heavens opened just before this race and uh, they were all over the place at the finish. Uh, Colette, uh, obviously a superior wet tracker. I had some doubts about her coming back to the 15, but a great training performance uh, from James Cummings to, uh, I think we were all on ice bath at the long odds and uh, left lamenting once again. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Roden, the, the market over the, I guess, the concluding couple of minutes is pretty interesting with the Golden Eagle. It certainly was. I don't know how much in dollar terms has gone on ice bath, but it's a lot. It's, you know, into the $6 range from, you know, 26 when we mentioned it last Monday, um, into double figures, you know, and then 10, then 8, and 6 at the jump time. It was an uh, absolutely massive go. Uh, one of the one of the horses that uh, went the other way was the winner, Colette. That 10 out to, it was hard in the market all week, and then got out to double figures, then out to about 14 on Betfair just before the jump. So there you go. Yep. Hard trying to predict uh, the market at the best of times sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rob, your man, Tommy Sherry, was he the highlight of the day for you? He's always the highlight for me, Tommy <laughs> Sherry. And when he's got a heavy 9 or 10 to work with, um, that's just like from my mug punting days. That's an auto bet. Gun gun apprentice, heavy track. That's that's auto bet. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, he was a highlight. His ride on... Um, the C grade of Ilias Morton's Fork was, was something to behold. How that was bombing at the 200, I'll never know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mark Sheen, in terms of how the track played, how do you think it held up in the end, given that it was a heavy 400? Uh, I think uh, early in the day, you sort of had to be fairly handy and off the rail. But uh, when that rain came um, just before the Golden Eagle, I think that, that race in the last, uh, certainly the inside, was not the place to be. So... Um, I, I'd say up handy in the first couple of races and a little bit off the fence and late though, well, it was just a cloud paddock there at the death. Yep. Okay. We will be reviewing races four, five, six, seven and eight. We'll start with race four, which was a benchmark 78 over the 1900. In terms of the speed, they've gone very fast to the class, 9.8 lengths fast to the 600. And uh, good work by both Mark Sheen and Mark Roden finding Archana there on the previous show. Rob, I'll start with you. Just run us through, uh, I guess, probably some of these uh, key chances you would have seen quite a few times. But uh, just give us a, an overview of Archana uh, amongst the, the rest of them. Well, Archana's a horse that um, I had a bit of a result on against Nimali uh, at Canterbury. Um, and I've seen it a couple of times. It's for a Waller horse who doesn't do typical Waller things. It gets a bit toey uh, in the parade. I described it as um, at top Waller, which is not the kind of Waller horse I like to back. Um, plus, it was a, uh, yeah, it was just getting a little bit hot. Uh, so I was happy to play around it. Unfortunately, I, I found the six and the seven, uh, Navy Cross, and approach discreet. Uh, so not a good race for me, um, but well done to the marks. 
Absolutely. Uh, Mark Sheehan, besides the performance of Archana, and, and obviously it's a fast run race here, is there anything out of the race that you're happy to follow? Oh, n- not really. I think they'll just uh, plot around in these benchmark races in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Navy Cross uh, was on the quick backup, so he's probably getting a little bit fitter. Um, so with that uh, run under his belt, if he goes out to 2000 or a little bit further even, approach the creek was off the bit a long way from home but kept coming. Um, apart from that, no, I don't really want to... Uh, follow anything. Kerwin's lane probably had an excuse there. Came back with a lot of debris in the after being scoped, so um, probably had an excuse for him. And back on a dry track probably helps. Sure. Uh, Mark Roden, we didn't preview this race on the preview show, but you did like Archana. Just run us through your, your thoughts going into the race. Yeah, it was it was to do with the track. Her, her form had been solid uh, this time in. Um, she'd been very consistent. She got away with one race at Canterbury and been... Um, been placed in Saturday grade as well. But the, I was going off her debut win at Warwick Farm back in April where she absolutely walked in in her maiden and that was on a that was on a heavy track. And so I think that is the absolute key to her. You know, she, she'll be competitive on um, good to soft, but when she hits the heavy range, that's when you'll see her absolute top. Okay. Now let's have a look at race five. It was a benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. Uh, again, for the class, they've gone fast here. Four lengths fast to the 600 and it was switched who was able to hold off Hulk in the end. Uh, Rob, there was a few horses here resuming. Did anything really take your eye there in race five? Oh, I saw Switch did Warwick Farm, a track I can never win at, and um, I let her go that day, and she seemed to have improved. Um, she looked pretty forward that day, but she just, just to my eye, just, just her coat looked better. Um, I don't know if she'd put on condition, but she just seemed better than she did the previous start. Um, drawn well, mapped well. Um, so she, she was a bit of a bet for us. Uh, your old girl or boy, uh, Makura, um, didn't look... I left it out of the numbers, couldn't have it, walking around with the pony, um, sweating up, lightly framed, you know, wet track type, but, um, you know, people are going to say that this is a horse to follow, good run, yada, yada, but I'll be likely taking it on. Uh, Mo's crown looked forward enough, um, but a bit, bit toey, um, and, you know, I think maybe my Tommy Sherry blinkers were on a little bit with Black Magnum, um, and but he did beat the bopper the week before, so the form yes. looked all right. Um, the horse looked to be strong, relaxed. So um, yeah, he he was a bet too. But yeah, a small win here, three kilo claimer on a heavy track with Louise Day. Um, just getting the just getting it done. Mark Shan, a few of these look to be turn takers as well. But was there anything that took your eye out of race five? No, Switch just got a good run. Hulk, uh, I think, uh, when he got a bit of a check on heels there about the first turn, that just put him back one pair, and I think that's cost him the race for sure. It was an amazing run considering the pattern in the early stages of the day. Uh, as Rob said, McCrura has not grown at all since a two-year-old day, so I've got some question marks about her going forward. I didn't think her trials are quite as good as last time in, So, uh, and she looked to be struggling a long way out here. Whether it was the ground or not, I'm not too sure, but... Um, yeah, I'd have, I'd have a question mark over her next start as well. For sure. Uh, Mark Roden, you mentioned uh, just before we started the show that you ended up with Hulk. Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> that 17 bucks or something at the, at the death. That was, yeah. uh, that, was good. That, that was the only reason I backed it. I just thought it got to silly odds. I didn't think it was a yep. good pick by any means. Um, and knocked off by Louise Day, um, who I've had a bit of a minus on for a while, but she's written a, uh, a couple of Metro winners in the last week, so might be finding a bit of form at a, a good time of the year for apprentices. Uh, that's interesting stuff about Makura, um, that she hasn't grown. You look at her form, I mean, it reads well. She won her first three starts, but her first two wins 
I didn't think were anything special. And she actually surprised me when she uh, improved with Jay McDonald on and won the the, uh, the transferred scone race. So I, th- I think it was by far her best run. And the form around it was just fair. So, um, yeah, it just may be that she's not all all that the market thinks she is. I think. Yep. One of those that might be just a, a two-year-old and doesn't do much after that. Yeah. Um, good information there from, from Rob, though. Love it. Uh, race six was the Rose Hill Gold Cup over 2,000 metres. Uh, Costello defeated She's Ideal. Uh, again, in terms of the speed, fast year for the class, three and a half lengths fast to the 600. Rob, run us through some of these uh, old stayers here in, in the Gold Cup. Well, Costello was the only one I couldn't have from the yard. Um, <laughs> he was the first one to get marked off, can't win. Um, and he just was, was sweaty, wasn't walking properly. Um, so it's just, you know, the great games, just, you, you're never right. Uh, you, ne- you never, you know, it's never as easy as you think. Uh, Wugok really well backed. He seemed to be holding his condition. Coat looked good. Uh, House of Cartier was in the numbers. Um, but... You know, I was just worried about her map map position. Well, thanks to you guys, I was. Um, Nimalee, uh, I thought I thought she she you know she looks a bit like a wet tracker. Um, she seemed to be at top. You know, I think my comment was today or never. Like as in, if she she if she doesn't do anything today, then she needs a spell. As she's she's getting a bit light, but but her coat looked good, so I was definitely worried about her. Uh, and then the old city grader uh, Avilius Morton's fork he, he again took my eye, and you know, then I saw. T. Sherry on. Um, it didn't rate too badly on our numbers, so he was a small uh, each way play for us. And you know, I thought it was gone at the 600. So just just to keep bobbing the way it did and loom to win, I, I, I was very exciting. Uh, hats off, my man Tommy Sherry. Jeepers creepers! What a ride! What a rider! <laughs> when you refer to Morton's fork as the C grade of Villiers, it's is it a backhanded compliment or is it, is it, it actually is. a proper compliment? No, it's a proper compliment. Yeah, it's 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 the mo- the, the biggest thing. It, it's got this sort of blacky brown um, coat, which is it's very similar to Avilius, mm. um, which is probably the the, the closest thing. Um, but he's all, he's all, you know he looks every bit like a Saturday horse. He's a former Group Two winner of the Sandown Guineas. Um, but yeah, look, he's bobbing along. I'm not sure if the the heavy track totally suits him. I think it'd be better on a on a slightly better track. Um, but yeah, look. Turn takers here. Um, House of Cartier will be a big price again, and maybe we can follow her. Yeah, indeed, Mark Shan. Uh, turn takers for Sydney Stayers seems about right, but yeah, was there yeah any absolutely. of them? I, I fell into one of the favourites, though, Nimalee. Um, yeah. I thought she was jogging coming to the turn and uh, was very happy with myself, but gave in like a prick balloon. Costello, I've got to agree with uh, Rob. Um, <laughs> look, he normally sweats up, but he was just an absolute mess there on Saturday. It was. <laughs> Mind-boggling. He had had some good runs on heavy tracks, but honestly, he really went to pieces. But he, he got the job done. She's ideal again. Drew horrifically. Had to go right back. Uh, she hasn't drawn a barrier in her last eight starts. I don't think um, she's ended up right out the back every time. Another great run from her. So I, I don't know where they'll go with her. Maybe they'll take her to Melbourne for one of those uh, long races. Maybe even Sandown. I don't know. But um, yeah, probably the less said about this race, the better. <laughs> Mark Roden, if we've had a winner that went to pieces in the mounting yard, what does that say about the rest of this race? Um, it's actually gone okay for the class, I think. Because, yeah. um, um, what a bloody pest he is. I mean, he, uh, without even knowing that he'd gone to pieces in the yard, you know, his form this time around had been well below his best, but his best was competitive. And his pick Saturday to Bob up, I'm glad I didn't get too heavily involved in the end. 
Uh, just got to echo what Mark said about Cheese Ideal. Great run. And I think, um, considering how much was against her and how well she's gone, and again, harking back to something she did last prep, I think she's very best on heavy as well. Or, you know, seven or worse. Because her, her 2,400 metre win last prep was on a similar sort of track. And I think that was her best run to date, or one of her best runs. And I think this has been her best run this time in. And again, it's on the wet. So perhaps that's uh, a little key to her as well. Okay, well... Let's uh, talk about the yes, yes, yes stakes. Uh, Gitra, too strong, massive performance, uh, huge figure overall. Hawthorne on her was, uh, yeah, it was obviously a very brave right up until the end, and there was a bit of a gap through to third, so that Everest form was just far too good in the end. They've gone faster to class, three and a half lengths faster to 600. Rob, I'll start with you. Uh, just run us through some of the Everest horses in Gitra. Aubrey on her and uh, Eduardo, how they performed in the yard versus how they did on Everest Day. Look, I, I thought Ed, Eduardo uh, was a day or never. He he, he was mm. forward when he won first up you know, on the Anders Day a while back, um, and I, I I could couldn't really have him. And that short, uh, Gitra holding great condition, um, proper proper weight for age type. Um, Hawbury on her um, at top waller, but always been a bit of a fine, finer kind of mare. So she, she's always um, hasn't carried a huge amount of action, but she looked ready to go. They all look really, really good here. Even old man of peace, um, you know, he, he, he on looks, he, he measures up here. Um, prime prime candidate, he looked well again. So, yeah, the only the only, the only only two I didn't just, you know, thought look outstanding making this a no-bet race for me were um, star of the season, Eduardo. I thought, on looks, everything else could win. I couldn't work out who to back over Gitar and Hawbury on her, so I didn't bet. Mark Shan, uh, obviously you found Hawbury on her, I think it was, from memory? Um, yes, I was on her. Another yep. second, uh, lovely. Um, <laughs> look, I just think uh, she and Eduardo both over-raced badly here, and uh, it actually cost uh, Hawbury on her the race. So she wouldn't settle, and she did stay on the fence there, which I think was a no-go zone right on the road. Uh, having said that, uh, you can't take anything away from the winner. Hawtrey on her looked to be in an, a winning position when she shot away and, and Guitrard just knuckled down and uh, and got her in the last few strides. But uh, I just think she over-raced. Probably that Everest run may have taken a little bit out of her and just being in the worst ground. But I think the four scratching certainly helped Guitrard there. We were talking on Thursday, barrier 13, where's he going to get to? Well, four came out of the race. Next minute he's running midfield in fifth spot. So it certainly helped him, the four scratchings. Is there anything in the beaten brigade you might be willing to follow? I mean, Star of the Seas has ended up running fifth here, beaten three lengths over, I guess, what was probably an unsuitable distance after his previous couple of starts. Look, I reckon uh, Imaging, um, Mr. Seawolf, and also Star of the Seas are all probably heading towards the, the race at Kembla, the Gong. Mm. I'd say these were this was just a transition race for them. I think Imaging's going really well at the moment. Didn't have much luck at the top of the straight here. It was entitled to run on considering the a bit of tempo up front, but um, I think he'll be much better suited when he gets over a mile. So if they get a bit of sting out of the track at, uh, at Kembler, uh, they're certainly um, in that race right up to their eyeballs. Mark Roden, another race where the market did some interesting things. I mean, GHR was around $2.80, 2 90 at 9am and has jumped $4.10 on the fare. Uh, Eduardo has gone the, the reverse, $7 into around that $4.78 starting price. Uh, could you factor that in? Did you put it down to anything in the end? I I can't explain how Eduardo got so short. Yeah. Um, okay, so people are forgiving 
the Everest run because it went too hard um, and he's a wet tracker, but he was up to 1,300. Leaders weren't winning. Um, yeah, I, I found that a very strange move indeed. Uh, enabled Guitra to get back. Well, I mean, Guitra has a performance level. You know, even on his off days, he goes to a level that was good enough to win this. Um, he, was, he was going to be in this race regardless and, and they let him drift out. Um, Corpy on her, despite the things that were against her on Saturday, the over-racing and probably the uh, in the worst round, she's still gone sensationally. I think that's a, the best run of her career. Uh, and she's had a little bit against her, which shows what a good run it is. But, yeah, that Everest form was just way too good. Um, and, yes, I'm sorry, I can't help you with Eduardo. I mean, I use, I know you do too, SP, in, in, in your analysis. Um, I actually convert it to a... The performance rating, so Eduardo's going to have a huge figure on that, but I don't know how much credence I'm going to give it next time I see him. Yep. Uh, I guess if you take out that second up performance in the Golden Pendant at Fort Brie on her, she's had a remarkably consistent career so far. Um, yes. So I guess it was just beaten by a horse that's got a very, very uh, big platform and uh, a huge peak, as you said, in GTRA. Yeah, and a sensational ride from Jay Collett from the gate. It, it, the scratchings did help, but he, the way he was able to uh, slot in, one off with a trail midfield after only about 100 metres, that was uh, very impressive. Well, speaking of Collett, uh, the Golden Eagle, 1,500 metres, trillion-dollar race for the four-year-olds, and they've gone slow. <laughs> they've gone two-and-a-half lengths slow to the 600. There's some very, very poor numbers here in the wash-up. Um, a lot of these horses just were completely not suited, um, just given the, the general tempo and also, as you mentioned, the, the amount of rain that fell before the race. Rob, just uh, describe to us what it was like in the yard pre-race for the Golden Eagle. Uh, well, I'm, I'm standing there watching, waiting for the horses. It's, it's, it's 10 minutes and they're still not in the yard um, and it's about to rain. There's lightning in the background. It's just like, get them in, let's get it done. Um, but yeah, there was, so there was about a three-minute, four-minute parade. So with 18 horses, it was, it was pretty tough making this, you know, another no-bet race for me. Is um, Ice Bath looked great again. Um, she was held her condition, walked around very professionally. Uh, Colette, um, she'd look finally fit. Uh, this is a horse my old man's got a love affair with. I think he went on her in the Oaks or something. So I quickly texted him to say she's running and. Uh, you know, watch out for the 18. Anyway, so, look, Botiga, uh, well, again, All Saints Eve, she's a wet track type. Uh, Creaderis looked like to hold its condition. Brandenburg prayed the best I'd seen him. Superstorm, your one, it's a bit of a light thing, wet wet, wet type. Um, Emeralds, uh, she doesn't go go in the in the heavy track. The market knew that out, she went. Um, so, yeah, uh, any others? I should uh, alligator blood, what did he look like? He looked like he improved, but, you know, he's a chunky, you know, strong type. So just on type, I just thought wet track, not not for me. And he had no form on the wet. Uh, Flit looked like really well. Um, and she, I've always said she's a bit of a wet track type, athletic kind of style of horse. So I think, I don't know what's happened there. Uh, maybe it's the, the barrier that beat her or she... Look, I haven't watched the replay. Why would I? I was on bloody ice bath at $26. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank God I saved a little bit on Colette, but you know I gave up on Ice Bath at the 250 when he ran into that traffic jam. I thought yeah. you know it's it's gone, and I started to cheer Colette, and then then it's ducked through. Um, I think you run the race ten times, she wins at nine, really. Um, just just one of those things, my man couldn't get it done for me. Mark Sheen, it was a messy race. It was uh, it's a difficult replay to actually watch and to go through. Uh, 
can you find anything out of the race that you're keen to follow going forward? Yeah, I think I think it might have been a grand final for most of these. To tell you the truth, I think a lot of them will be going for a spell. So, uh, no, not not going forward. Dawn Passage was pretty good. I think he was out of his comfort zone on this sort of ground and to 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 race on the speed and be so wide and then take the lead, run down by two very good wet trackers. So. Uh, his was a very good run. Brandenburg probably ran the best he has this time in. He had a very deep run here and and battled on quite well. But uh, as I mentioned, I think they'll all mostly be going for a spell anyway. What do you make of Alligator Blood's preparation so far? I mean, he just didn't seem to reach any of the peaks that he did in previous preparations, but he was in slow races at the same time. Yeah, no, his last run was fair. Uh, I, I don't know the Brisbane form that well, so he got back and ran home okay there first up. But... Um, Look, even the trainer was saying that maybe he wasn't at the level he was uh, in um, previous preparations. So there looked to be some doubt uh, from him every time he talked. So he was pretty much on the money there. Um, just a good training performance, as I said, for Colette to come down the outside and knock us all off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, Roden, what are we doing in this race going forward? I mean, is it just a, an anomaly for the, for the form guide in future races when we see them all next prep? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say I'm really sorry I mentioned Dice Bath was 26 bucks last week. I shouldn't have said anything. We would have saved everyone some money. But uh, <laughs> no, you should have. You should have. It was a great bet. Good. It, it wasn't a bad bet at 26. Was it? <laughs> um, no, I, I, what a forgive runs here. Um, uh, Ice Bath on which is is going to be competitive in anything yeah, on every track. Yeah. I think um, that that's the key to her. Um, Probably end of prep, but what do they do with Creadiris in these starts? He's missed the start by about four lengths again on um, on Saturday. That's a, Jeez, it was a great run, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really good run, but um, that's a worrying trait. You know, they've got to iron that out. Um, but uh, no, just in general, yeah, it turned into a bit of a shambles. Um, I was already on ice bath, had something on Funstar. My God, didn't she stop? Like yeah, that was uh, stopped as if shot. Um, I think with her, um, I don't know how much longer her career is going to be, but um, she had a big win in the far lap stakes on a heavy track, I think it was, but that was just a farce of a race, so I think she's clearly not a wet tracker, uh, I think you can say, Ness. But, she's, not yeah. a, she's not a typical Waller parader either. She, you know, right. that, That's why I've been against yeah, you never her again. Yeah. Uh, she just doesn't do Waller things. You know, 99% of Waller horses walk around relaxed with big condition. She gets, she gets up, she gets sweaty, um, she's lightly framed, uh, so yeah, she's always one I'm, I'm, I'm taking on. Yeah, I fell into it because I thought she was, you know, well-placed at set weights and she was in her best form. But she, to be honest, outside of the Epsom, she hasn't really been near her best at all this prep. So, anyway, like there. What do we make of the fact that really outside of Dawn Passage, most of those horses settling on speed really just did not find over the concluding stages? Well, I think Sierra Sue, who was on speed, uh, had an excuse there. I think probably caught in the worst of the ground there uh, in that race. Um, so you could probably forgive her, but I think they were just all over the place there, Peter, with the rain falling and track really chopping out. Um, I'll mention Superstorm. That horse still can't draw a gate and it still keeps running well through the line. I believe it's going to be on a plane back to Perth, but... Whether or not he's had enough, uh, I suspect Windstorm certainly has. But um, if Superstorm finds himself in one of those Perth races and he's got the ability to draw a gate, he might just be an absolute nightmare to get past because he's uh, had a very luckless but outstanding prep so far. All right. Uh, 
horses to follow. Mark Shan, do you have one or two from the entire meeting that you're really keen to follow next start? Uh, didn't mind Ellsberg in race number two. He's only having his second start. He's still very green, big heavy type, and I'm not really sure that um, this sort of going is uh, to his liking. I think once he gets out over 1,600 metres and can actually get control in front, um, he'll be certainly a horse to follow. I think that was a very good effort at his second start, stepping up from a midweek maiden. And uh, apart from that, uh, no, that'll do me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a cat in the last. I don't think that was a very judicious no. ride. I can put it this way. <laughs> I like that. It's very diplomatic. Uh, Mark, Roden for yourself. A couple of horses to follow. Uh, just those two I mentioned. Just oh, three, in fact. Uh, Chenna, she's ideal, and Ice Bath. I think you can label as best wet. Not hopeless on dry, but certainly very top wet. Um, same, I like the run of the winner in the, um, the Ellsberg race, actually, Enchanted Heart. I mean, probably because I was on it, but... I thought that that's one of the slowest run races you will ever see in town at that trip. And I actually was a little concerned that she was going to get out kicked because she had 60 kilos and the others all had 52. And I don't think it was a bad effort. Um, I mean, she was box seat in a walk, so she was in the right spot, I suppose. But I think to be able to show that dash with a big weight on soft ground showed she's actually got a little bit of ability, I think. 18.7 lengths slow for the class to the 600. Absolutely. It's uh, a mailbag turtle award, a Valium award, isn't it? It is very much a Valium award. Uh, Rob, couple for yourself to follow out of the uh, Mate, I, I've got not much here. I, I'm just following um, Mark Sheen. El, Ellsberg, he, he's, he's still got improvement in him. Um, he looks a decent type. Um, still kicking myself when I didn't back him first up at Warwick Farm and was on that Walla, Walla thing, which is actually going around tomorrow. Um, Blinkers on tomorrow, Rob. I shouldn't be looking. I shouldn't be looking. Blinkers uh, on tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, look, she's she still got a heap of condition. What's the name of that horse again, Mark, for the punters? Easy Far. Easy Far, is it? Easy, easy Far, yeah. So, so Ellsberg beat Easy Far pretty easily. Um, iteration. Uh, but, yeah, look, not much, mate. Tommy Sherry, follow him on these wet tracks. Yeah, I like it. So, obviously, a huge week ahead. Uh, Randwick tomorrow for Cup Day. Hawkesbury Thursday. Then back to Rose Hill on Saturday for the, the Hot Danish and the Golden Gift. Uh, Mark Sheen, have you looked at any of the races coming up over the next few days? And if so, do you like anything? Uh, Melbourne Cup I've had a look at. Um, that's about all. I had a look at the Melbourne meeting. Um, I'm, I'm a surprise baby and Tiger Moth fan in the in the Cup uh, had another look at last year's run. Surprise, baby. Boy, boy, wasn't that a run. Oh, don't mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, weren't we on the other thing that was certainly beaten in that race as well? The, oh, uh, I was on El Paradiso. Paradiso. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a rod. Uh, Missed start by two. Uh, rescheduled Golden Cap on Wednesday too. Pete, you neglected to mention that. Well, that's my mistake. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm some chance of making it out tomorrow, thanks to James Allpress sending me a ticket. But with my name not on the ticket, I'm probably only two to one getting in. But you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they're going to be looking out for you. Oh, yeah. I guess I, maybe, maybe. Um, it's just it's walking like I know what I'm doing. That's the key to it. Not don't wander around. You know, it's yeah. just um, what do they say? Uh, don't ask for permission. Um, anyway, uh, you know, it, it's a narc's paradise, this COVID stuff. So, you know, as I said, I'm about two to one. <laughs> uh, 
Mark Roden, uh, anything for yourself over the next few days worth of races, meetings? You have a Melbourne Cup thought? Um, surprise baby, yeah, I'm a surprise baby in the Cup. Uh, stack on, yeah, so I'll be looking at both of the two main New South Wales meetings tomorrow, Randwick and Kenwell, then Goulburn Wednesday, Hawkesbury, Ladies Day at Hawkesbury on Thursday. Um, yep, all good stuff. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Rob, yourself, anything in the Cup? Oh, I like the Tiger Moth platform. They seem to go well every year. These these um, nearly three-year-olds, whatever they are, four-year-olds, so there should be three-year-olds. Um, but yeah, nut to the cup, man. Not really interested. Yeah. <laughs> Just cobble together a few, you know, exotics. You have to play one, surely. Oh, yeah. Look, I'll, I'll have a few, um, yeah, exotics, exactly. A lot of mug money in the pool. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. Um, and, and how good could this, uh, I think... Um, Mark Lamborn said, how good could this Montefilia be? Trained by D. Payne. Is it the best horse in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Look, look right he it. has improved a bit, hasn't he? Um, he did have a bad fall in the Fernhill, though, so, and David did go on with him after that. So um, maybe his confidence was a little bit down after that nasty fall there as a two-year-old. But boy, oh boy, to get him to a Melbourne Cup has certainly been a great effort, hasn't it? And he was a free sweater too, wasn't he, Rob? He was a... He was a mad sweater when he was in Sydney. He might have calmed down uh, since he's gone to, to oh. Melbourne. I'm not sure. Sorry, sorry, mate. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. I was talking about Montefilia. Oh, being sorry. Maybe... We're mentioning Persan there. Sorry. Oh, Persan. Look, I, I can't remember. Uh, exactly. Persan. Look, who, who knows what's going going on with, with, with that David Fane stable? It's, it, it's, it, it's yeah. That's obviously he seems to get good cattle though. But how hard could this training game be? Like an ex football coach just <laughs> wants a derby, just feed him and work him. Like I wish he'd had a day off. Was on the second horse. Oh, <laughs> God, you run some seconds, fine. Driving me insane. Oh, blimey! All right, thanks very much to you all. Uh, Mark Shannon and Mark Roden will have to schedule a time at some point on. Uh, on Thursday to have a look at the Rose Hill meeting. We'll see how we go. But uh, enjoy the next few days. Uh, the Festival of the Punt is here. Yep. Good luck. Go well, guys. See you, boys.